Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great to have you with us. We'll, 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 all the open-ended, you know, trade scenarios uh, that have been sort of pitched and discussed and are going to linger as we say goodbye to this Friday afternoon. We'll pull a few of those apart before we get to 6 o'clock tonight with JJ. But I'm, I'm thrilled that Malcolm Knox has been good enough to come on the show. It's been a really tough week for lovers of um, footy, obviously, with the Hawthorne and, and Essendon situations have raised really serious and uh, intense discussion points that have nothing to do with the stuff that happens really siren to siren. And in the middle of it all, we saw the Australian, the disgraceful images um, out of the Australian Cup final with Sydney United and the far right kind of Nazi salutes up there. And they've been dealt with. It's raised a whole lot of questions about um, what sporting clubs are and what we want them to be. And Malcolm Knox, Knox has written a fantastic column today in the agent Sydney Morning Herald. And uh, as, as I, before I get Malcolm on, I, I'll just read this part as the launching point of Malcolm's column. The intersection, you can call it a five-way pile-up, of religion, free speech, minority rights, virtue signalling and sports washing are repeatedly coming together in the ugliest public collisions, benefiting precisely no one. Was any vulnerable life saved by Manly's rainbow? Has the Thorburn, Thorburn matter left anyone feeling more included, more safe at Essendon? Are the questions that Malcolm addresses and a whole lot of others in his column. He joins us. Malcolm, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. G'day. Thanks very much, Andy. How um, it's such a it's such a layered column, and it's a really good read, and and it uh, I think it takes a lot of us to where we are at the end of a kind of harrowing and troubling three weeks for footy fans in particular. I guess I've got a million questions. I'll start here. How well equipped are our the footy clubs that that we love and commit to so completely? How well equipped are they to deal with these incredibly serious matters that we've been dealing with in the last three weeks? Yeah, I think um, some are much better equipped than others. Um, And, uh, you know, you see that the clubs that are are being left behind a little bit are, um, you know, there's a gap between the rhetoric and uh, the reality Mm. and uh, the the stretch they're trying to make, you know, with with good intentions. and, And you can't question people's intentions but um uh you know josh josh is the best uh witness to uh you know what is really happening behind the scenes and and you know the the no matter no matter what the rhetoric and and the rhetoric can be really great and really inclusive you, you've just got to look at the facts don't you you've got to look at at, at, at what's happening in reality and uh whether um these clubs really are genuinely inclusive and genuinely thought through the consequences of the of the decisions they've made. Uh, Malcolm, <laughs> has there has there has there always been, and I, this is on my view probably that there is, but 
the the love that people have for their own club, does that often when when a club or a team missteps, do you think that 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 they're able to get through it and get past it more so than someone on the street would for the same thing because of the colours of the team and the players who play for them and the fact that people want to love them. They don't want to hate them. <laughs> that, that, that's a very, that's a pertinent question for me because I'm a Manly fan. I've been a, a yeah. Manly fan for life in, in the NRL and, uh, you know, the way your loyalty um, uh, colours the way you you think and, you know, you want to forgive everything. You want to, you want to see, see the best side of it and put the best spin on it. And, and even when they stuff up, as, as Manly clearly have here, um, you know, you, you, you're hurt uh, and, and you want them to find a way out and you want to forgive them, which, of course, um, uh, a person with a more objective uh, set of eyes doesn't, doesn't mm. feel at all. It's, that's so true. So how did you... Did you put it down to just, you know, sort of ham-fisted clumsiness with the manly um, pride Guernsey? Did, wh- how did you come to terms with that as a manly supporter? Um, well, it, it, when I first saw it, I thought, uh, and, and I saw that uh, seven manly players were not going to play in that jersey, I thought, oh, this will be really interesting because it's a, it's a, it must be a pride round. It's passed me by, but... It, it, there must be at least seven players from every every club who refuse to play, uh, and then the penny dropped that oh no, Manly had gone one out on this, and um, for reasons best known to themselves, and that going one out was just the start of, of you know as as we've seen it unfold. Um, a few people had a bright idea in the marketing office, and uh, again with good intentions, but. You know, they just didn't think through the the seriousness of all the consequences, and and you know, it's it's torn it's torn that club apart in, in terms of not only the playing group but the support base as well. Is it? Oh, this is a question to both of you. Is it just inevitable that um, when a club puts its flag in the ground and says we are about gender equality, or we are about you know gay rights, or we are about whatever it is, whatever whatever the issue is, is it just inevitable that somebody is going to be offended or upset about that, that that there is somebody out there, there is such a broad range of views that are held in society. Like Essendon Essendon this week has um, pushed back against what it saw as um, views that were discriminatory and, and, and bigoted. And yet now Essendon is dealing with claims that it is discriminating against mm. the discriminator. Mm. I mean, is is it just... Is it impossible, I guess, is the question I'm asking, to take one of these positions and not upset someone? Uh, yes, it, it is impossible because, you know, these are zero-sum arguments. The, the the amount to which you're satisfying one side is going to dissatisfy the other yeah. side. Yeah. And, and, and that's why, you know, what I look at is... Um, you know how how many how many gay male footballers of any code have come out in Australia? Yeah. You know you can count them on one hand, and you compare it to to women's uh, professional sport, which is clearly a much more um, 
genuinely welcoming place for for people of different sexualities. They don't need to have a Pride Week in in the AFLW or, or uh, you know the, the women's NRL. They don't need to because every week's a Pride Week. The yeah, the, the yeah. proof is there in front of you. Whereas with the men's game, it always feels a little bit mm. oh you know we're we're reaching we're reaching we're stretching we want to move into the future but uh, oh dear look look behind us and look look at who's in the club and uh, you know they're not coming with us. Uh, do you think clubs are uh, not fighting a losing battle, but chasing something that's not there? Do you think it might be I, – I, I look to American sports a lot, and I probably I, – I, I see Serena Williams, and I see LeBron James, and I see Tom Brady having strong views and being influential, but I don't necessarily see the, 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 the franchises who are privately owned, and I guess a lot of those owners have every, got... Every helmet in the NFL now has got a political statement uh, on the back of it. Which is chosen by the player. Yeah. So do you think maybe, Malcolm, out here in Australia, now we don't have the athletes of that standing, but do you think maybe the individual athletes, the Patrick Dangerfields... Uh, you know, the best players of each sport could potentially take the lead and, and the clubs are maybe going to be secondary to that. Well, I think that's a great suggestion because the, the response to the, the failings of the present aren't just to give up and, and back off completely. Yep. Um, the, the response is to look for a different way uh, around. And um, I agree with you entirely. It's It's hard... You know, I come from New South Wales and we're more of an NRL-focused um, uh, state and it's hard to see individual players with the standing of those AFL players that you mentioned. Um, but, uh, you know, within the AFL, certainly it's a start. And, and if you had in Sydney, you know, Sydney Swans have been great uh, on, on these issues. Um, and if you had individuals coming out and... Um, uh, you know, making making statements on their own behalf. I would like to see the um, you know the, the strictness of um, the party line and club discipline just to be relaxed a little bit to to allow players to to be role models in the way that those American sportsmen are that you mentioned. On matter to both of you again on matters that are clearly important to that individual is that well that that's the way to have an impact yeah yeah not to as i said not to not to ask someone who doesn't want to be there to go and read yep. a book to a child or yep. go and to talk to <laughs> to school kids about things that they really don't care about don't know because about. yeah sure yeah. It, it becomes it's counterproductive yeah Talking to Malcolm Knox is a really, really it's a it's a column worth reading at the end of another you know troubling week down here particularly in the AFL, you, you can find it online at the Age and the Sydney Morning Herald, Essendon and Manly were, were great at winning if only they'd stuck to football. Malcolm, as you're writing the column, um, did you did you find yourself wondering whether it's all worthwhile from a club perspective or, or these kind of causes they support? Yeah. You, you, do, you do wonder that because we go around this circle again and again and, and you know, Essendon are in it at the moment, but you know, it's been rinse and repeat, um, uh, uh, you know, over the last few years, and you do question that. But um, you know, I think I think the suggestions that you guys make, and you know, Josh, you've been a great a great leader uh, in in this space. Um, the example individuals can set to others um, can can break the cycle, and um, I, I definitely don't think 
just giving up in despair mm. is is an option. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, and I wrote it down as I was listening to your answer. Clubs will go nowhere, will they? If they just keep their head down and mm. pretend that nothing is happening outside of their yeah, footy of club in the yeah. in the in the quest to grab another four points. Mm. You know, that's that you can't do that if you, if you're going to be a club. Malcolm, with, you know, 100,000 members and, you know, uh, government support for a you know, new stadium or whatever it might be, you, you can't, can you realistically sort of disassociate yourself from all of these other broader issues that so many members of your football club uh, are going to be, um, you know, going to be interested in? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and they're also divided because because yeah. they're large bodies of people. Of course, they're going to have um, uh, differences of opinion, and uh, clubs have got to carry forward that you know that embrace of um, of argument with them, uh, rather than thinking, oh, you know, we've got to find some way as banal as possible to 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 keep everybody uh, singing from the same songbook. We're going to ask it. We're going to let you go. We're going to ask a simple question of the audience in a moment. Do you want your footy clubs to you know to be a, a, a sort of standard setter, if you like, or a you know buy into these broader issues and, and take positions, or do you just want them to focus on footy? What do you reckon the rank? What do you reckon most football fans, Malcolm, whether they be NRL fans or AFL fans or A League fans, what what do you reckon they would say as an answer to that question? <laughs> I reckon they'll say whatever helps us win more games. Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> hey, hey, mate, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a really sort of troubling week for a lot of us in the last a couple of weeks uh, for obvious reasons. And uh, it was a very timely column that you wrote today. And it was, a, it was a, um, a worthwhile read. So thanks for doing it and thanks for coming on for a chat today. Uh, thanks to you both and keep up the good work. Good on you. Malcolm Knox from The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. What do you want your clubs to be, folks? one 736 736 I'll be fascinated to, if you if it's an issue that you've been moved by and something you've been thinking about and you've got a view on it, I'd love to hear from you on the other side.